When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the VanCast. It's a very special episode. Today we're welcoming in Canucks Senior Advisor Henrik Sedin, former team captain, leads leads the club in just about every franchise scoring stat you can find. Uh, truly one of the best centermen of his generation. Uh, honored to have him. He's also just the best. Just the best guy. Uh, so we'll bring you to that conversation shortly, but I wanted to start by uh, thanking Thanking my good friend Gurjeet Rai of H&I Roofing. You may remember him. Um, so this week, this last week, I went on vacation right after recording with Travis. Like, we recorded with Travis on Monday, and I basically took off from vacation. And I went up to uh, Seashell, or, or the Sunshine Coast, because my buddy was getting married. And now, this is my buddy Scott, and he's a massive Canucks fan, by the way. Like, he'll probably listen to this. And his dad, Gary, is a, like, long-time Canucks season ticket holder. They're from, like, Deep West Van. And they used to get, like, there's a BC bus route like, called, like, the Canucks bus that, like, drives along from, like, Horseshoe Bay on in through West Van right to the arena. It's, like, the specialized line. They used to ride that in and go to games all the time. And Gary's been really sick. So for them, this was, like, a really important wedding to hold right like it was really important to do this now so that you know gary was able to be there and able to enjoy it and boy did he like cut loose uh (laughs) it was it was beautiful to see and and i've talked about this before but we had this booking on airbnb the hosts tried to price gouge us and gurjeet my man came in and saved the day help put up put up me and seven of my friends well including my wife so six of my friends and my wife and like three of those people were in the wedding party like legitimately saved uh what was a beautiful week like a memorable week uh super meaningful for me but also for scott and his family and in particular uh for an ailing canucks fan named gary uh it was a really momentous uh time for for me and so i just wanted to shout out my guy gurjeet and i also wanted to shout out scott i wanted to shout out gary uh michelle too that's that scott married michelle so congrats to the couple and congrats to gary it was so lovely to get to see him enjoy that moment um you know uh, we all know we all know as canucks you know people like i'm not a fan anymore but i grew up a canucks fan and we all know canucks fans all know that you know, more than anything else, it's about uh, seeing one before you go, right? Like Canucks fan and Canucks fans and mortality are uh, a couple. <laughs> Basically, they're they're together forever, uh, and so I figured I'd relay this story uh, because it was a beautiful moment that I was able to enjoy last week, and I was able to enjoy it thanks to my good buddy Gurjeet. Um, anyway, with that intro done, let's get to it. Let's get to Henrik Sedin. It's a great conversation. We talked about what this club needs to take 
the next step and why the most important thing is for the best players to keep leveling up. Enjoy the chat. Today on the VanCast, we're very excited to welcome former Canucks captain, current Canucks special advisor, one of the best playmakers of his generation. It's Henrik Sedin. Henrik, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's the first time on the podcast. I'm, I'm Is excited. It? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you know, they're really easy. We mostly just talk. And then uh, as any of our listeners will tell you, it's mostly me who talks. But usually <laughs> I'll, uh, but I'll try. Yeah, <laughs> I'll try and avoid that this time around. Uh, how different has this summer been for you, Henrik, since you started your new job uh, on July 1 uh, from the summers you've had since your retirement? Well, first of all, we haven't been able to go back to Sweden like we usually have. Uh, mm-hmm. Also because of COVID, and then, uh, like you said, we start up July first uh, for real, and it, it was it got busy right away with, with like a special summer in the NHL. So we we got to see a lot, and that was uh, it was uh, it was great to see everything from the inside and and learn, and uh, it was fun to be part of. Well, and we'll come back to what exactly you did learn and what exactly you did see, but I want to focus first on the years you took away from the game. Uh, because I, as I remember, I remember I sat down with you and Daniel in November of 2019. We watched a bunch of your shifts, and you guys were like bringing up plays that had happened the night before in a game between the Coyotes and the Capitals, and and I, it blew me away. Um, so you're still playing, paying close attention, but how important was it for you and for Daniel to take some time after your playing career was done before jumping back in, as you've done now? No, it was very important. I mean, it's. Uh... We wanted to to feel the uh, the urge to come back once that happened. We didn't want to jump in right away and uh, you start working hard for a few years and then all of a sudden you get you get tired of it. So we we wanted to do other other things, uh, enjoy this city and uh, be around our kids, uh, see them what what they're been about and what they are about and uh, drive them to soccer and to school and, <laughs> and be, you just be more of a, a family family guy. So that, that that's been that was really nice. In deciding to come back, why now? And how much was it a sense of responsibility that you felt toward this organization, toward the city, having put two decades of your own life into this team? Like, how much was that decisive in convincing you, I suppose, to uh, get back into it? Yeah, there's two things I I feel like. Uh, Number one is that we really care about this team and still to this to this day, even though we've been away for a couple of years, like you said, we, we followed Zim closely, and uh, so that was that was number one. Number two is if you stay away for too long, I think the game gets away from you, and uh, there's new guys coming in. There's a new generation, uh, and we still felt that we knew a lot of the players. We we knew the league, uh, what it was all about. So the timing was was just perfect for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned in your introductory availability when we when we spoke to you after you took the job that you reached out to Stan and Trevor and got their take before jumping in. Obviously, these are two gentlemen you've been very close with over the course of your career. Uh, what can you share about the advice they gave you prior to joining the op- the front office? They were both of them very excited. Uh, they just told us to come in with open eyes and open ears and. and and try to learn as much from day one. Uh, it was important for us to not uh, get into a role where we felt like we we couldn't contribute, and that's uh, uh, that took a while to to figure out where we wanted to to be. And, and uh, I th- I think we found a a great spot for us, and 
I said before, like we're 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 not in this for for a, a future goal of becoming something. We're in this because we want to help. And uh, if this is our role in ten years, or if it's uh, uh, if it's something else, we're totally fine with that. As long as we feel like we're we're helping. I'm curious to ask if you reached out to any of your peers, like your former teammates who've gone on to front office or coaching roles. And obviously, Alex, your former line mate, your former starting goaltender, former third line center, guys like that. Um, just uh, just asking, you know, Manny, Roberto, Alex for their take prior to joining uh, the club. Yeah, we talked to all of them uh, via text or via phone calls and, and uh, uh, not anything specific, but just uh, that we... Uh, we're all in this now and uh, we can reach out to each other if, if you have any questions or, or concerns or uh, anything that's because uh, we're, we're still good friends and we uh, I think we can uh, we can see past what teams we're working for and, and just uh, try to pick each other's brains. Does it surprise you at all that so many of your teammates from that 2011 club, uh, whether it's Alex and Manny behind the bench, uh, you, Daniel, but also Chris Higgins, right? For within the Canucks front office, Luongo uh, won gold, obviously, as Team Canada uh, GM at the Worlds, and then you've got Bieksa in front of the camera. Um, does it surprise you at all that so many players from that team seem poised to go on to do interesting things in this game? No, I, I would say no, because it was a special team where, where the leadership group was so strong, and, and you, there's, there wasn't just one or two or three guys who, who led the team, it was a, a group of us. And, uh, so that's that's why I'm not surprised uh, to see what kind of roles they're they're taking. Like I mean, I, I could see Burroughs as a as a, a great coach, uh, uh, and Louis with with the way he thinks the game, and uh, I think he's in a good spot right now. So uh, so I'm not surprised. I think it's uh, like I said, we had a special group uh, during those years, and I think we all learned from each other. All right, we're get, we're going to get into some harder questions about specifically your first month on the job, Henrik. But first, we'll go to a break, and then we'll come back with a lightning round. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, Henrik. So this is a thing I've started doing just because, you know, I lost my co-host two weeks ago. And so I'm trying to figure out a a format. Everyone who I'm having on is doing this. This is like my version of a 40 skate to get people warmed up for before I ask <laughs> the heavy hitting ones. So this is um, it's the lightning round. Quick questions, quick answers, um, mostly silly. Some not. We'll see. All yeah. right. Favorite part about playing in Vancouver? Uh, that you get to live in Vancouver. <laughs> Hardest part about playing in Vancouver? Uh, when you lose. Favorite Vancouver restaurant? Ooh. 
that's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, Blue Water Cafe. Nice. Um, favorite Vancouver sushi place? Uh, I think Blue Water has maybe the best sushi. Yeah, but also Blue a, Water Cafe. Yeah, if perfect. it's a specific, specific sushi stuff, I would say Tojo's. Yeah, I I, yeah. I think you're right, though. Blue Water yeah. is underrated for their sushi. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you own a pair of Blundstones, yes or no? Yes. Yeah, of course. Preferred brand of raincoat? Uh, I don't even I, I I don't like wearing raincoats. I don't care if it rains or not. I, I never wear one, so I, I can't can't answer that. How, what do you wear? How how do you stay dry? Uh, well, I'm Swedish. I'm not made of sugar, so it's. Uh... <laughs> do you do you wear do you wear a poncho? Like, what's your what's your play here? No, I, I usually I don't. I'm not outside that much. Like, I drive the kids around. I I drive to soccer. Well, it's soccer. I get I gotta wear a raincoat, but yeah, uh, it's. Uh, uh, I'm yeah, astonished. I, 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 yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know the brand of it. Sorry. Mind <laughs> mind blowing. Um, favorite outdoor activity in Vancouver? Oh, hiking. Yeah. Um, favorite trail? Oh, we just went on top of the, the crown uh, mm-hmm. a, couple, a couple of days ago. So I, I'll pick that one. Yeah, beautiful. Um, first place you take an out-of-town visitor who's never been to Vancouver? Pyramid uh, Island. Yeah. Um, best pure athlete among anyone you ever played with in the NHL? Just like the freak athlete who could do anything and they'd be ridiculous at it. It's a tough one. I'll... Uh... Man in Malhotra. I'll, I'll give Man in the nod. Nice. Uh, this, this is a weird one to ask you because you were uh, the answer for Greener yesterday or last week. Best best passer among anyone you played with in the NHL? Uh, in the NHL or, or any uh, anytime? Uh, anytime. In, uh, international, wherever. Uh, f- mm, Nick, Nick Backstrom or Peter Forsberg. Nice. Um, best pure goal scorer? Uh, I'll say uh, Marcus Nelson or Daniel Alfredson. Right. Uh, hardest goalie to score on in practice? Uh, Louis. Louis. Yeah. Um, best all-around person you've encountered in, in the business? Uh, Trevelin. Under the radar NHL defenseman you've seen over the years and can't help but admire? That I've played against? That you played against or that you've seen in the years since? Like current NHLer, uh, I'll say Alex Eller when he was at his best. Like it's uh, he, I, he could he could do everything. And I think when you play with a guy like that, you you train you you really enjoy it. I think other guys, I think around the league, he was underappreciated. I, I want to ask you a follow up. I, I have another lightning round question, but I got to ask you an Edler question quick, which is how much do you did you notice his game evolving over the years because in his prime, when he was like a 50-point guy and an all-star, uh, ver- versus like the last couple seasons where maybe the speed wasn't quite there, but but the he, he was just so much meaner <laughs> and so much more considered defensively. Like, did you notice that? Did you appreciate that just watching from afar too? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. It's... Uh... Like to see where, where he came from uh, when he started out, like he was like this long, lengthy guy. He wasn't he wasn't in great shape, and uh, to see where he, where he got to was uh, unbelievable. And that's uh, I think just one of those guys who came in every year and he wanted to be a little bit better than the year before. And 
um, he did that, and that's that's impressive. Was it tough for you to see him depart the organization in your first year, returning to it? Like, was there any part of that that felt bittersweet? Uh, yes and no. I mean, it, it's it's a guy you want to work with, but also knowing that he, him, and his family is, is happy uh, with their decision, it's uh, it, it made it e- easier for all of us. Let's go through your first six weeks here in the in the front office. Um, when you've got the resume that you have, um, what's your first day at work like? Like, what do you get? Do you get onboarded? Is there a welcome packet? Do you have the meeting with HR? What was your first day like? <laughs> no, we just why well, I mean, we we have been to the office a few times before that too, and we know most of the people down there. So mm-hmm. I think it's just a matter of coming in and and. Uh, uh, just put the work in and the hours in and, and showing that you're there for the right reasons. So uh, we we didn't really want an office, but they gave us an office each. So that was nice. Uh, uh, we'll see how much we're going to use it, but but it's 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 really good people down there. So it's been it's been fun. And separate offices, of course. Separate offices, yes. <laughs> um, in those first two weeks before things really got busy, right? Because the second half of July was. Almost unlike anything we've ever seen, not just from this team, but across the league. But in, before things really get got busy, how did you and Daniel begin to ease your way into your new roles? Like, were were there particular meetings that um, you had, or processes that you were introduced to that you found particularly interesting? Yeah, right away we. I mean, the draft was coming up, and we wanted to to really watch every player in this year's draft, at least the top players and the players mm-hmm. that, that we that we had looked or our, the, our scouts had looked into. So we watched a lot of tape, a lot of video on those guys, a lot of games. Uh, that's, so that's pretty much the all, all, all day, every day we, we looked at players and that was, that was a lot of fun. And we sat in on all the, the scout meetings where we interviewed the players before the, before the drafts, uh, a lot of Swedish guys. So that was fun to, <laughs> to, to listen to. And uh, so, so that was really interesting to, to, to see how that, thing worked and to talk to players and see what what questions were asked and how they responded to it and and how for us to listen to the scouts and what they had to say about the players and see if that was different from from our view of the players so that was interesting so interesting so you spend some time sort of interrogating the inputs and uh that's a that's a holistic way to go about it have you have you had time like do you sit down with Say uh, you know a John Weisbrot or a Chris Gear or a or J Wall or whomever, and talk ab- about in particular like you know if it was J Wall analytics and cap management or or contract negotiations like how much how much time have you spent with different members of the front office uh, picking their brain on their specialization? Yeah, I mean we said we spent a lot of time with Weisbrot before the draft because uh, mm-hmm. he's in charge of that position, so just talking to him about players and. Uh, that those kind of things. Uh, we, we spent a lot of time with Jay Wall and, and uh, that uh, analytics department. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, and it's so interesting to see what they have to say about players and uh, players from other teams, play from this team and our, our team. And uh, so that's that's really really interesting. Uh, and Chris, I mean, he he puts in the hours to 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 put the contracts in place. And, and, uh, so then there's, there's a lot of things we still have to learn, but, uh, but we spent a lot of hours with those guys. Have you already begun to sense that there's certain parts of hockey operations that maybe capture your attention? Like that, that immediately you're like, wow, that's fascinating. Like, is, has there already been 
a hook that sort of uh, grabbed you? Yes, it is. I mean, it's for for us. It's uh, it's very interesting to, I think, to evaluate each and every player you have on your team and on other teams, and mm-hmm. what the what the projector is, and to try to get the sense pretty quick of like how to how you evaluate a player and what they can bring to the team, and that's uh, mm-hmm. and where where you and when you you can make a decision if, if you want to keep building around uh, a player or keep a player or maybe move on or those, those kind of things is, is very interesting for us. If I asked Daniel, would he have the same hook or is there something else that's of interest to him? Uh, I think that's a big part of it. I think yeah, yeah. talking to him, uh, he's also very in, into the, the analytics part and, and to see uh, guys around the league, how they're doing, uh, analytically and, and and to see if that's something you can build on or if it's just uh it's so much that goes into that like you know it's it's is mm-hmm. it, a, is it a, just a freak year where it's where it's, uh, it's having a good year or is it something that, that you can look into and see if it's if it's if it can get better right i'm gonna be curious henrik as you go through your career i'm way i'm i wasn't intending to ask this but i now need to um i'm, I'm gonna be curious to see if you and daniel end up charting different paths because you are very different people um despite the fact that in the minds of canucks fans you've often been lumped together um but it's going to be interesting to me to see if one of you ends up um specializing in one area and maybe another is more interested in player development or you know what have you i I, have you seen any sense is there any sense six weeks in early early days um that that may be how this develops I I don't know like like you said we're we're, we're different people uh, that might happen I think it's too early to say that I think in, in everything yeah. that we've done it's it takes a while for us to to separate separate and go into different different paths it, it's usually like we we work together we work together and then we get on different paths but it still takes time for us to 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 split up that way so we'll we'll see what happens yeah uh, what can you tell us about how your role has functioned. Is sort of within the day to day for the Canucks. Uh, like, how involved have you been with Jim uh, on the day to day, or you know, conversations internally? What can you tell us about how exactly you're positioned within this uh, front office structure? It's we I, I think they they've been so so welcoming, and, and uh, like I said, Weiss Weiss has really let us be part of that the whole draft, uh, the weeks leading up to the draft, and all the interviews and and asking questions and. Uh, sitting in on, on all the meetings, and then from there, with the when free agents are starting started up and and uh, negotiations and everything, we we sat in with Jim. Uh, the whole group has been in there, listening to other GMs calling, uh, uh, agents calling, players uh, like all that kind of stuff. That's that's so interesting to to sit in and listen to. And I think a lot of people dream to be in that spot, and we. We've been in there, and, and Jim has been so good. He's uh, set the speakerphone on, and we've we listened to all the conversations. So it's it's been it's been amazing so far. Was it eye opening to be on that side after having spent a career in the game? A little bit. I think the the older you get, the more you you realize what's going on uh, above mm-hmm. you. But it's it's still it's still on a, on a different level. Uh, everything that goes into to getting a player, like there were. <laughs> Jim always say uh, you you work on you work on a hundred deals to get to get one to 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 work and that's uh, that's really what happened. Mm-hmm. 
Um, now, I think a lot of Canucks fans remember the moment you had in your final home game. Obviously, everyone remembers that moment. But afterwards, the greeting that you and OEL and Daniel, of course, too, uh, Oliver ekman Larson, I, 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 of course, mean, you know, he, he stuck around. He greeted you both at length, seemed very happy for you. Um, what can you tell us about your relationship with Oliver? And was that an area where you were able to provide, you know, a line of sight, perhaps, um, as the team made that massive deal? Uh, we don't know Oliver really well. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we played together in the national team a couple of times. Uh, I always liked him as a player, of course. We all all, all like him. Uh, he's a top defenseman in this league. His game has gone a little sideways maybe in the last couple of years. I think that's another thing where you you got to see why that happens and try to get a read on why things happening. And he's only, he's not, I mean, he's around 30 years old. Uh, he's not old for being a, a, a defenseman. Uh, and if you look at him, I think there, there's reasons why why his game has gone a little bit down lately. But I'm confident that he can bounce back. And that's uh, uh, that's why we're so happy to have him here. Your club is now dealing with a with negotiations with a pair of star players, both represented by CAA. Um you were once one half of a set of star players represented by CAA in negotiations with the Canucks. Um, is it odd to be on the other side, or is that an example, too, of a situation where your experience that you had as a player in this business um, can help you provide value or insight in your new role? Yeah, it's, it's, that's been, uh, like you said, that's been very, <laughs> very interesting, too, to, to work, to be on the other side with JP and, and Pat and we worked very closely with JP, as you know, over our, our careers. So uh, we know what it's about. He's very honest. And uh, in the end, he's going to work for the player. But he understands the situation for the team and uh, where the team is too. So I think it's good for, for both sides that, to have experienced agents like that working for, for those guys. So that's, mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that can only be good. What are you hoping for? This is our last question. But Henrik, what are you hoping for out of this team this year? Like, what are you hoping for, not just in terms of on-ice performance, but in terms of your experience in this front office? Like, what are you hoping to get from year one? Well, I think for, for us, it's uh, it's just to be part of the every, everyday business and uh, go out to Abbotsford, watch practices, uh, be around the team up here and uh, just uh, see how they deal with, with everyday pressure and, and how mm-hmm. to how to deal with pressure in a, a Canadian market. Uh, and we all know for the team to to get take the next step, it's uh, it's all about uh, your best players becoming even better. That's uh, the only way around it. Uh, if you want to win, uh, your top guys have to have to uh, get better. And that's uh, not only for this team, that's for every team around the league. And uh, it doesn't really matter who you bring in, if it's Oliver Ekman-Larsen or... Uh, Dickinson or or uh, or Garland or or anyone. It's uh, the core mm-hmm. group is here and uh, uh, it's 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 their team and they need to take charge and 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 lead the way. Uh, so that's going to be exciting to follow. Um, you know, I should have asked this earlier, but uh, when you were watching this, the prospects, did anyone pick a puck off the wall on their back end uh, in a way that impressed you? Or were no. you just like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no? There's actually the, the the one guy that I I think. Uh, was uh, actually the, the Eklund guy, William Eklund. He, uh, yeah. a smaller guy, but the way he worked the, the, the walls, the boards, and, and picking 
pucks off the wall, like you said. It's uh, mm-hmm. and and the way he he looked over his shoulder to see where guys were that was that was impressive. So uh, he's going to become a really really good player. Wow the uh, the Henrik Sedin endorsements not not just for picking pucks off the wall but also for the shoulder checks. My goodness. Yeah, and it's Swedish. Yeah, right. The national pride element yeah. too. All right, yeah. perfect. Well, thanks so much for doing this, Henrik. We really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for your time. Best of luck to you, not just over the rest of the summer, but through your first season. And hopefully uh, in, a, in a world with fewer restrictions, we'll see you at the ring. For sure. Take care. Thanks to Henrik Sedin for joining us. And make sure to check out some of the other podcasts available across the Athletic Podcast Network. You can check out the Athletic Hockey Show with Ian Mendez and Haley Salvian. They welcomed Seattle Kraken defenseman Mark Giordano this week. Uh, don't want to miss his thoughts on, you know, probably being the first captain of the Canucks' new rival, just down the I-5. On Thursday, it's Ian Mendez and down goes Brown, Sean McIndoe. Uh, They'll be in there for another edition of the Athletic Hockey Show. So check that out, and check that out on a regular basis. Multiple days. There's different shows. Keep going back. Uh, But, of course, also listen to me once a week. Um, Check out our comments section for each podcast episode at the Athletic app, and rate and subscribe to the VanCast on Apple. If you aren't already a subscriber, and you really, really should be, go to theathletic.com slash vancast and receive a subscription for just $3.99 per month for six months. The Vancast returns next week, so stay tuned. We've got one more episode before I go on a brief hiatus. And then when we come back, Vancast 2.0, baby, we'll have a whole new show format for you. Moves are happening behind the scenes. I can't wait to let you know. Uh, let you in behind the curtain and let you know what's up and what's next. All the best. Thanks for listening to the VanCast from The Athletic and theathletic.com.